Winnipeg, the place where the two rivers meet. For centuries, people have been meeting here, and most have continued on their way. But some of us remain, remain, remain. Welcome to One Trunk Theaters, 204 FM. It's our area code, we're under six feet of snow for half of the months of the year. But it's familiar. Uh-huh. So what if mosquitoes bite? The floods are all right. Cause we get into the news for other things than being racist jerks. And we're together. Yes, we are. Some may wish they could go. go Jess. But where would they go? go Jess. And why would you go? Let's go. We've got an NHL team, car co-ops, gourmet donuts, hundreds of independently owned coffee shops, conservative government, IKEA. Target! Not anymore! We're, We're good, good enough. enough! We are a pretty, legit, real city now. And we're together on 204 FM. On 204 FM. These are the stories of Winnipeggers, as imagined by Winnipeggers for Winnipeggers. Tonight, episode one, Mr. Juba's Wild Ride, written by Tobias Hughes. Performed by Gwendolyn Collins, Robin Slade, Gord Tanner, Toby Hughes, and me, William Jordan, featuring our musical guest, William Prince. And now, without further ado, ready, get set, Tune in. Please listen carefully. You will hear a little collection of sounds, and it is your job to figure out what it is, what's going on. Let these sounds paint a picture in your mind. Here goes. One. Two. Three. And now, here they are again. One. Two. Three. Stay tuned in to find out what these sounds mean. But now, our story begins in Paris, 1919, at a secret meeting of a super-secret society. But wait, you say. You said this story was about Winnipeg. Well, calm down and pay attention, because things are about to get pretty confusing. Messenger of the gods. All hail, Hermes, conductor of souls. We welcome you, O oh Hermes, to this, our mortal plane. Thanks, guys. I'm just super chuffed to be here. Oh, great god of wonder, god of commerce, god of exploration and adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I haven't got all day. Uh, we, the Masonic Order, call upon you to bless this, our new bridge on the Seine, so that trade, profit, and commerce may flourish here in our great city of Paris. Oh, cool. Well, you called the right guy. 
This sort of thing is totally my bag. Let me just uh, crack out the old blessing hands. <clears throat> Your bridge is now ultra-blessed. We thank you, O Hermes, and as a sign of our gratitude, we present you with this, an enormous ice cream cone, as is custom with our hermetic traditions. Oh, bitchin', I frickin' love ice cream! We know, my lord, we have studied the lost texts very thoroughly. We have built this bridge to the exact specifications laid out by your ancient followers. Oh, yeah, those guys were the best. Take note of the stonework, my lord. The rocks were forged from the Olympian quarries, just as you asked. Yeah, yeah, this is all seriously top-notch. But uh, listen, dogs, I'm going to peace out. But uh, do you mind if I take that gold wheat thing with me, though? I got some redecorating to do, and it would be super helpful. Oh, you mean the antediluvian wheat of Midas? Of course, my lord. Just let me fetch the gloves of impunity so that you may handle it with safety. You uh. see, this artifact traces its glorious history back to King Midas, yeah, yeah. who, as you know, was cursed by the gods so that everything he touched turned to gold. Uh -huh. As a result, this sheaf of wheat carries the yeah, same... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. I, I think I think I'm just gonna grab it. <gasps> oh, real great work, Sally. What? I offered him the gloves, didn't I? He's turned into gold. He's some kind of golden boy. Now he's stuck like that. Shut up, Dan. I offered him the stupid gloves. I have followed the ancient texts. I didn't even bring up the fact that he never wears pants. It's not my fault that he tried to grab the antediluvian wheat of Midas. How was I supposed to know that he would grab the antediluvian wheat of Midas? It's not my fault, Dan. This is bad, guys. We've really bumbled up this time. With Hermes' magic trapped in that statue, things are bound to get weird. Hey, guys. I feel funny. Like, um, like I kind of hate myself. Me too. Like, uh, like I feel all my motivation slipping away. It's the statue. Hermes' power is being subverted. Before long, all of Europe will be under its fell sway. Not to worry, not to worry. We can't free Hermes, but we can put him somewhere that no one will think to look. Good morning, Winnipeg! You're tuned into 204 FM in the morning, your source for traffic, weather, music, and home of the patented 204 FM Fart Keyboard. I'm your radio host, Jabba the Butts. The time is 7.37, and for those of you heading on your way to work this morning, remember that. Now, for my two-part interview with famous book lady, Miriam Toes. Now, Mims, when you fart... You oh, why'd you turn that down, honey? It's inane, Mom. But I like Jabba the Butt in the mornings. It's nice to laugh your way to work. Mom, have you thought about what I want to do this summer? A tree planting, McKenna, it's so hippy-dippy. I want to live in B.C. for the summer, Mom. I want to be in the mountains. We all want to be in the mountains, McKenna, but it's just not realistic. You should get a job here in town and figure out what you want to do about school. I mean, plus, I would be worried sick about you. There are bears there, McKenna, and not little ones. But I don't want to do anything here. That's called lethargy gear, and it's because you're a teenager. You know what you should do? Get a job at Fabutan. The sunlight would be so good for your mood. You should call Meg and see if she has an opening. I don't think I want to work with Meg. 
I think she laughs so loud all the time because she's really sad. We're all really sad, McKenna. Now please stop being so difficult. <laughs> Coming up after these commercials, we'll talk with Winnipeg hockey legend Jonathan Taves about what size dog he has. <laughs> <laughs> now, Johnny, when you fart, is it? Mom. Go Jets, dear. Go Jets, Mom. Meet McKenna, a high school senior at Gordon Bell High School. Like many of us, McKenna is trying to find her place in the world. A world that, despite her high hopes, seems intent on keeping her down. Let's catch up with McKenna at a meeting with her guidance counselor. Hey! I'm open! I'm open! Hey, McKenna, get into my office. Uh, thanks for coming to talk to me, McKenna. Uh, thanks for being my academic advisor, coach. <laughs> I'm here to help you, McKenna. That was quite some uh, hustle you exhibited out on the court there. And your math hustle is also top-notch. <laughs> Thank you. McKenna, do you have any plans after graduation? Uh, UW offered me a basketball scholarship. I think I'll either play for the Raptors or get a PhD in astrophysics. They don't let girls play for the Raptors, McKenna. Not yet. McKenna, how much do you know about astrophysics? Mm, more than you, I bet. Mm. McKenna, <laughs> do you know the story of Icarus? Yes. Do you? You're a gym teacher. I am so much more than a gym... So, Icarus? Icarus was a basketball star. Uh, he tried to dunk the sun. <laughs> I, I don't think that that's Icarus' father, Daedalus, wanted the best for Icarus, who was very talented at basketball. He said to him, Icarus, my son, you must bring your most epic hustle to the court, but not so much hustle that you burn out. Also, if you get a setup for a sweet layup, you must not try to dunk that rock. Just tap it in. Tis the safer choice. I'm starting to like this. Icarus brought his best game to the court, and lo, it was good. Then came the day of the regional semifinal elimination rounds, and Icarus' team, the Hellenes, was down by one point against the wicked Minotaurs of Crete. With only two seconds on the clock, Icarus' teammate Theseus tried for a three-pointer from way downtown, but alas, the ball teetered on the rim like the boulder of Sisyphus atop its looming hill. Suddenly, rising from the court like an angel born on wings of pure hustle, Icarus rose to meet the game-deciding ball as the clock ticked to one second. In that moment, Icarus was struck by the glory of his own being. His father's voice whispered in his head, Just nudge it, buddy. But Icarus knew that an epic dunk at a time like this would make all sorts of play of the week reels and would solidify his place in basketball legend. So instead of the feather touch that would have won the game, Icarus grabbed the rock and lifted it high over his head. But lo, the basketball was as hot as the sun. 
It burned Icarus' hands as the ball was flung ineffectually across the court. The clock struck zero, and, and Icarus fell ingloriously to the court, scraping his knee pretty badly. The Hellenes lost the game. Why did the ball burn him? It's a metaphor, McKenna. For what? The ball is the sun, McKenna. It represents ambition. Why were they playing basketball with the sun? Because it's in ancient Greece! <laughs> Jesus, McKenna, that's not the point. The point is, if you try too hard, you'll only embarrass yourself. I used to dream of being an astrophysicist myself. I was so into Sagan back in the day. But do you know what would have happened to me if I did? Uh, you'd be happy? No, McKenna. You're missing the point. If I'd gone away to chase the stars like Icarus, I might have failed. How embarrassing. But you might have been great at it. How dare you tell me I have potential? You don't know that. Your generation is insufferable, McKenna, always insisting that things are possible. When will you learn to just keep your heads down and stop hoping? They gave us the jets back. We don't deserve anything more. If we all start asking for more, they, they, they might take it away. I thought this was about basketball. I can see I've wasted my time here, McKenna. And to think, I had such reasonable hopes for you. So, I can go? Take the rest of the afternoon off, McKenna. Do you have the authority to give me the day off? Just go, McKenna! day off in West Broadway. I'm broke, so no coffee or pizza. The river walk is covered in snow, but the skating path is not frozen enough. The Cornish Library is only open from 9.45 to 11.15 today, so I've missed that. Hey, who's this guy? Just blocking the sidewalk, idling. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, am I in your way of your snowplow? Huh? Oh, no way, man. I'm just on break. Damn, the syrup always goes first. Just like life, eh? <laughs> excuse me? Well, the syrup always dries up, and then you're just left with ice. Or the ice melts, and you dilute the flavor that made the whole thing bearable. Oh, good call! <laughs> uh... That's littering. Don't worry, I get paid to pick it up. What's your job? Don't know, really. Mostly I just wear a reflective vest and sit in this miniature snowplow. Sometimes I drive around the one ways downtown to stick it to the suits. You're a city worker. I am the city worker, if you catch my drift. Sort of in a platonic sense. What's with all this Greek stuff? It's all Greek to me. <laughs> what? So you skipping school? No, I, I got the afternoon off. Lucky duck. So you got some crazy plans? There's nothing to do. Sometimes I feel like the city's out to get me. No kidding. I felt like that too before I found out about the negosphere. The negosphere? Yeah, it's wild, man. It'll show you things. Are you trying to sell me drugs? Uh, no, 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 no. No, really, shit. 
guess I can sound pretty sketchy sometimes. It's just like Bert said. Bert? Yeah, Bert and Cummings. I met him in the negosphere. Okay, now I'm curious. What's the negosphere? An alternate realm. In the negosphere, all the Winnipeggers of days gone by still exist. Enter the negosphere and see Winnipeg reflected back to you through history. It's like a, like a magical overlay or like Google Glass with more snowbanks. How do I see it? Lots of ways. First time I did it was by accident. One minute I was chugging a Molson King can in the bus shack at River and Osborne. Next thing I know, boom, I'm the recipient of hidden truths. But probably the easiest way is just to do Purple City. Purple City? No way you don't know about Purple City. It's when you stare into those big floodlights at the ledge, and then everything kind of goes purple for a few minutes. Uh, that sounds stupid. Uh, what do I look like? Professor Smartenstein? Jeez. I'm just saying, okay? It's the quickest way into the negosphere. Only works if you're a dreamer, though. Are you? Everyone says that I am. Then you're set! But remember one thing. Bringing something back from the negosphere can cause strange and unpredictable consequences. One time, I bummed a smoke from Thorborg Sigerson, the Viking, and when I got back, the Jets moved to Phoenix. Well, uh, can I get a ride there on your snowplow? No can do, little buddy. This chariot's built for one. But it maxes out at four kilometers per hour, so you can jog along. I'll just walk. Hey, man, go as slow as you want. I'll clear you a path. So, uh, this megaspore... Megasphere! It's like where the spirits of the city's past go to haunt us, but it comes with an evil curse. Uh, why does everything about this city have to be something bad? That's a nasty way of looking at it. But it's true. We brag about the cold, we brag about the mosquitoes, we brag that we're the murder capital of Canada, now a cursed negosphere? Unreal! Hey, all I'm gonna say is that it's complicated. Like I said, I'm no brainiac. So, how am I supposed to stare into these lights? It's daytime, they won't be on! It's winter time, kiddo! It'll be dark by the time we get there! Oh, yeah! Hey, we're here! The ledge. <laughs> okay, now just stare straight into one of those big floodlights. This is stupid. Whoa. What the heck? All right, here you go. Have a great time. What's going on? Will McKenna find what she's looking for in the negosphere? Find out when 204FM returns after this important message. Could put on her bum now, bum pants. Bum pants. Pants that your aunts can do a little dance in. Bum pants. Bum pants. Pants that your trump can strum with her thumb while you prance all around like a son of a gun. Throw off your humdrum stance and get some bum pants. Bum pants. Some may hum and haw and say they're crumb pants. Bum pants. Carl Gustav Young preferred his plum pants. Bum pants. The scum in the slum will drink their rum and thump on a drum until they're numb. But only a dum dum doesn't want some bum pants. Bum pants. Do these pants make my bum look? Yes, yes they, they do. do. I thank you. They'll put you in a trance, those crazy bum pants. Bum pants. Help you not reject your liver transplants. Bum pants. Such raves and rants, don't miss this chance. These ones come direct from 
France. Don't succumb to dumb, come get your bum pants. Bum pants! Bum pants, bum pants, bum pants, bum pants, bum pants. Bum pants, bum pants, bum pants, bum pants, bum pants. Bum pants, 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 bum pants. Bum pants, one size fits all now at the bay. This has been Bum Pants, ladies and gentlemen. And now, back to the program. Ow, my eyes. Okay, so everything looks purple. Kind of cool, I guess. Everything looks the same. Same old snow, same old gravel, same old train tracks. Wait a minute. Broadway, man, I talk about loud, that's loud, I'm loading all about. have something this cool. And all these people, it's like I half remember them from school textbooks and informational plaques. Hey, hey, you! Me? Yeah, come up here into the driver compartment. Shut that door. Okay. Uh, are you the conductor of this train? Yeah, it's a monorail, actually. And yes, yes, I'm the conductor, Stephen Juba, the 37th mayor of Winnipeg. Welcome to the Negosphere Express. So this is the Negosphere? Is this your first time? Yeah. Some city worker told me to stare into the floodlights at the ledge. The autumnal construction worker. Excellent. What's your name? I'm McKenna. So, the plan is in motion. Good, good. Plan? What plan? No, McKenna, you're the one who has to break the curse. The curse? It's why the monorail stopped for you. I think you must have gotten the wrong person. I don't have anything to offer you. That's wrong, McKenna. You've got Winnipeg in your bones but it hasn't completely crushed your spirit. There's still hope. Like all the woeful souls on this monorail. Who were all those people? I I feel like I half remember them. Those are people who didn't let Winnipeg's relative geographic isolation keep them from dreaming big. Big personalities in a small town. I cruise around the city in this dream machine, collecting those brave souls who dared to be different. They're drawn to one another in the negosphere, and I'm drawn to them. Come on down to Cruz. Now, these are folks who aren't going to let some weird curse get them down. What is this curse? It's stuckness, McKenna. That feeling you get when you want to move forward, but you can't. But I'm getting my head ahead of myself. Uh, have you ever heard of the Masonic Order, McKenna? Uh, you mean the old men who drive those tiny cars in parades? Spot on, McKenna. But for our intents and purposes, it's better to think of them as an ancient order of wizards. <laughs> Am I supposed to just believe that? You have to believe it, McKenna. In fact, it's crucial for everyone to believe that for our story to move forward. Okay, so ancient order of wizards? They're meddling with dark magics, McKenna. They were always meddling. They tried to summon Hermes, Greek god of travel, innovation, and trade. Greek again? 
What? No, please, McKenna, don't interrupt. Anyway, they wanted Hermes to bless some bridge or something, but the ritual went wrong. They bumbled it up? They were a bunch of bumblers, McKenna. They tried to summon Hermes, but he got trapped in the form of a statue, and his powers got all twisted up, all tangled up, McKenna. Instead of encouraging exploration and growth, Hermes became a beacon of stagnation and ignorance. So the statue radiates negative vibes? And it got stuck in Winnipeg. It's the golden boy, McKenna. Ah, so they stuck him where he would do the least damage, here in the middle of nowhere. That's wrong, McKenna. It's the center of everything. The city of the future, where anything was possible, where no hermetic curse could dampen the spirits of an energized and pioneering populace. Are we talking about the same place? The gateway to the west, Winnipeg, 1919. The year of the general strike. They stuck him here because they believed the city was in grave danger. It was thought that by placing the statue in ledge, uh, at the ledge, it would put a damper on any hot-blooded Bolsheviks who might still be around. The entire legislative building was built to bizarre numerological ratios and dimensions and filled with occult symbols in order to keep Hermes from escaping his golden cage. This seems a little far-fetched. Far-fetched? You're riding on a celebrity-filled monorail in Imagination Land. Stop at once, you hairy bunches. Is that a helicopter? Damn it, they're on to us, McKenna. What are you talking about? Just the way I like it. Disperse immediately or I'll put my... Uh, it's the normality police, McKenna. They try to quash imagination in all its forms. Anytime enough dreamers congregate in the negosphere, you can bet that helicopter won't be far behind. Just like a mechanical bull. <laughs> that, ex excuse their language, McKenna. They don't know the microphone is on. What? The police are in on this? Not only in the negosphere, McKenna. These aren't the real police. I have nothing but respect for the folks in uniform, McKenna. But here in the negosphere, the corrupting influence of the golden boy has turned them into unimaginative jerks who try to quash difference in all its forms. We call them the normality police. They're the ham fist of banality, McKenna. Okay, folks, party's over. Everybody off the train. They're leaving, but, but won't they get caught by the normality police? Not likely. I've asked William Prince to create a distraction. Take it away, William. Surrounded by death and stuck in arbitration. Chain smoked by the gravel pile to ease the situation. Miles from possibility, out of pack in the trash. He give up his future for a refill of his stash and I don't know if you know what gravel roads feel like But it's almost less rough the faster you go That's what it's like to fill up a pipe And drink away something you don't want to see no more Cause everybody's yelling but they keep it quiet Still feeling that eighth fire Representative from the TV won't even sip the water in Prima took the photo off, turned the pow out to a sock off, cast a check with war paint on his face. And it's the same old station, same situation. God don't even come to the reservation. And across the lane, 
multiply day by day and across the lane that's where heaven's gate is that's where heaven's gate is all the way across the sweet baritone, McKenna. Now, we could get down to business. The reason you're here, McKenna, breaking the curse, giving Winnipeg its self-esteem back. I don't want to break no curse. I just want to get out of here as soon as I can. Well, that's your prerogative, McKenna. But tell me first, what pisses you off most about Winnipeg? The shitty attitude. The attitude, McKenna. Not the cold, not the bugs. Those are just shitty things. Everywhere has shitty things. But here, it seems like people want to use them as an excuse for being mediocre. They internalize all these negative things, all this trash that the rest of the country talks about us. They hold on to them like they're some part of our civic pride. And then get all defensive when anyone tries to point them out. We don't like people making fun of our town, McKenna. Exactly. But why can't we be proud of ourselves? Everyone who's tried anything here has been labeled as crazy. What well, don't I know it, McKenna. They said I was crazy when I came up with the idea of Unicity and phoning 911 in an emergency. And of course, this monorail. But Winnipeg doesn't have a monorail. The haters shot me down, McKenna. But I didn't stop trying. This city provides sparse pasture for hungry egos, McKenna. Haters are gonna hate, 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 but you gotta keep going. Like all the loonies who are on this train. Did you really come up with the idea of calling 911? Well, I'll definitely take the credit, McKenna, which is more than most of the mopes in this town are willing to do. It just feels like our whole identity is based on wallowing in self-loathing. It's not about wallowing. It's about reveling, indulging, exploring, wanting to leave as part of wanting to stay, seek depth and new experience in the familiar. Oh, for heaven's sake, McKenna, have you never heard of the weaker thans? Those are just words, Juba. Sometimes words can't change what's in people's hearts. That's why you have to break the curse, McKenna. Smash the golden idol. Release Hermes and lift the sorceress pall that blankets your home. Surviving here is hard enough without an eldritch curse of apathy making things worse. Now, shut up, McKenna. We're here. All right, follow me, McKenna, down these steps. Hey, I recognize this place. We're under the Louis Riel Bridge. And that's the St. Boniface Cathedral. Uh, technically, it's a basilica, McKenna, but good eye. <laughs> Built in 1906 as one of the most imposing churches in Western Canada, it was destroyed by fire in 68, right around the end of Winnipeg's last gilded age. Here in the Negosphere, it survives in all its glory. It's beautiful. That it is, McKenna, that it is. Now, please stop talking so much. Now, keep your voice down, McKenna, or we'll miss the meeting. Is that a canoe? Can I shh? Listen. Oh, 
What are they saying? Uh, it's the password, McKenna. Sure to la lavender. Don't you know French? It's been a while, McKenna. What's she saying, McKenna? Uh, something about plans? Ah, oh, they've got the blueprints. Bless you, stalwart nuns. Nuns? I'll explain later, McKenna. Um, en anglais, s'il vous plaît. D'accord. We have to move quickly. You take the back of the canoe and I'll take the front. Suivez-nous. Okay. Who are these nuns helping us, Juba? No, these aren't just any nuns. It's the Grey Sisters. And yes, helping is what they do. The first Grey Sisters came to St. Boniface to minister to the sick and admittedly to convert the local people to Catholicism in 1844. They came from Montreal, McKenna, and the legacy of their charity remains. They founded St. Boniface Hospital and ministered to the sick when no one else could be bothered. The first of us came by canoe. We put up with snakes, cold, and the unforgiving wilderness. But our faith in our good works kept us going. I twisted my ankle, and the voyageurs threatened to leave me behind. And we didn't come all this way to see the people of this place give up into mediocrity. That's why we are delivering you the blueprints for the legislative building. Use them well. Many good sisters gave their lives for this information. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, Jesus, the fuzz. Oh, quick, everyone into the basilica. They have us surrounded! Oh, this is bad, McKenna, very bad. We need to get those plans out of the negosphere. If we're stopped at this juncture, then all will have been for naught! For naught, McKenna! What's so special about the legislature blueprints? You'll need them to get to the Golden Boy. I'm not the right person for this. McKenna, that is such a Winnipeg thing to say. I'm just not pretty. Oh, with your pants down! We have every exit plugged! There's no time! We have to make our move! Ugh! Fine! Give me the plans! Well, what are you gonna do, McKenna? There's no way out! Smoke them if you got them, boys! They're not coming out on their own! Let's see what some second-hand smoke can do! <laughs> <coughs> Don't they realize that they're causing a fire hazard? Sisters, try and hold them off. Juba? I'll create an opening. Then you have to get back to the monorail. But how are you gonna get out? They've got every exit covered. Not every exit. What, the rose window? McKenna, that's too high. No one can jump through that hoop. Icarus can. Sacre bleu! Look at her go! <laughs> she smashed the rose window. That's going to cost a lot to replace. Oh, it looks like one of those cops dropped his smoke. The whole place is going up in flames. It's time to get out of here. We'll hold them off. You get out of here. Thank you, sisters. Bon voyage! McKenna, McKenna, wait up. Wait up, McKenna, slow down. The cathedral, it, it's burning. It's a shame, McKenna, it truly is. But we've got bigger fish to fry. Quick, back to the monorail. That was quite a leap you made, McKenna. You really pulled us out of a pickle back there. Yeah, well, I'm pretty badass at basketball. What was that bit about Icarus? Something my teacher said about how we shouldn't try because we might fail. McKenna, that sounds ridiculous. You know that, right? Yes, but... 
Ah, oh, nuts, the chopper. Uh, come on, McKenna, this way. Where are we going? Uh, back to the ledge, McKenna. Your purple city time is almost up. But the, the, more, the normality police are almost upon us. All the way through and out the other end. <laughs> uh, take the blueprints, McKenna. You have to go back to Winnipeg. But I don't know what to do. It doesn't matter. You have to try, McKenna. You have to dream. But what about you? All right, stop the train! (laughs) Don't worry about me, McKenna. I'll be right here, riding around in circles. It's my role to play. Now play yours! But nobody wants me to. My mom wants me to get a job at Fabutan. What matters most is what you want. Maybe we are stuck in this place, scrabbling thanklessly in the mud, but so is everyone everywhere. What matters is how you feel about it. People can't help how they feel about things. But you can help what you do about things, McKenna. Do something that feels right. It's all you can do. Like a woodchuck with rabies. <laughs> oh, guy, there's not much time. The light, McKenna, the light. Thank you, Juba! No need to thank me, McKenna! Now fly, Icarus, fly! So how was it? Holy shit! Pretty wild, eh? First time I went through, me and Burton Cummings fought a polar bear. (laughs) Was that real? Probably. Are dreams real? Yes. Yes! No one comes out of the negosphere unchanged, little buddy. I have to get to the golden boy. Hey, yeah, man, you do you. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. What's next for McKenna? Can she break the curse that keeps Hermes trapped as the golden boy? What other secrets does the negosphere hold? Next week, we meet Boston Earwig, struggling actor trying to leave Winnipeg to make a career in the big smoke. Yes, in Toronto. Plane crashes, Winnipeg jets, Doreen Brownstone and shelling peas. Will Boston get out of Winnipeg? Join us next week with our musical guests, Leaf Rapids, on One Drunk Theater's 204 FM. (laughs) 